This is episode 104. We are on top of our episode count today. Joey. Yeah, Jason nailed it. Joey, how's it going? Ah, dude, it's going good, man. Glad to be doing this. Excited about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny how I'm still excited to talk about the Jags, even though it's the offseason. Well, this is like our time. This is. This is like when the you, you got the hope back. Like yeah. You kind of forget about the bad and don't know what's going to happen. We got draft picks. We got maybe some free agency pickups. Who knows, man? And if you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, we're at Another Jags Pod. We post stuff all offseason. Draft stuff's coming up, film breakdowns of prospects, people we'd like to see. I mean, it's a good Twitter follow. And um, we've actually noticed a pretty decent spike in our social media followers in the last couple of weeks. And I really have no clue why. From what I've heard, our Twitter is actually better than our podcast. That is true. And if I was on Twitter, I would know that. But You know how I know? Because I run the Twitter and I run the podcast. Yes. And 100% Twitter is That was a a compliment to you. I'm (laughs) glad you took it that way. Well, thank you. Breaking news for Jags fans. Jay Gruden's in the building. What are your initial thoughts, Joey, on that hire? My initial thought was like, hallelujah, because we waited so long to get rid of our previous guy. I was like, we're going to get some offensive line coach or quarterback coach or a college guy that we're going to take a flyer on. But instead we got a guy with a pretty proven track record and somebody with a chip on his shoulder, which you know, I like, cause he just got fired. I mean, it, that's literally the best guy we possibly could have gotten. So, or gotten. You, so you're saying you wouldn't have been happy with hiring of Terry Robisky, Jaguars running back coach promoted to office coordinator. You would not have been happy with that. No. Okay. So you're happy. We got Jay Gruden. Uh, absolutely. Are you not? I am happy. You should be. Absolutely. It's good to have an offensive coordinator with a pulse as much as I love John Filippo, And I think even his pretty basic offense was still pretty dynamic considering the offensive coordinators we've had here in the past. It wasn't enough. And honestly, looking back at that job that he got fired from was like a gold mine job. I mean, I think the dude's like a head coach now for the Browns, the, the old Minnesota Vikings are from last year's offensive coordinator. Yeah. They just hired Gary Kubiak to fill in. Not a bad name. The fact that Filippo couldn't promote his himself with that offense is pretty sad. It is. And it, he didn't want to be here. And again, I don't want anybody who doesn't want to be here. Gruden, I think is going to come in. It's a breath of fresh air. The numbers wise, you look at Cincinnati Bengals. That, that, that's where you got to look at. I mean, Washington did okay, but when he was an offensive coordinator with the Bengals, he turned Andy Dalton, which is pedestrian at best, into an above, way above average quarterback. And like the four or five years he was there, they were somewhere between 10 and 18 points scored in the league. That's good. And and, and look, you can't get much worse than what we were last year. No. So that's the good news. Predictable. I'm excited to see this West Coast offense. Jay Gruden typically runs a West Coast offense. That That's quick reads. That's a three-step drop. Um, using the running game a lot. I think Fournette will benefit from this hire actually a lot. And it's funny because there's quotes from all over the league of people talking about how they like Jay Gruden's offense. Now, Jay Gruden is an arena football guy. He comes yeah. from the, he comes to the arena football league. And he's a quarterback from the arena football. Quarterback and... Hall of um, Fame arena quarterback. He, he actually is a Hall of Fame. Like four championships. <laughs> he was a beast in the arena league. He was. Doubt about Let's that. not doubt that at and, all. And, it, and it, it seems like it's kind of translated well to the NFL with well, the few spots he's been. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about him, and 
I did do some research on this, Jason. I know oh. that's going to blow your hair oh, back. Oh, wow. I'm, is the Jaguars last year in motion before the snap were dead last in the league? You look at Kansas City Chiefs, the Ravens, they're all doing stuff before the snap that's throwing the defenses on their team off. Gruden, that's his whole thing. Is that in play calling? Like motion before the snap, it, he's top in the league as far as as far as play calls go. So I'm excited about somebody coming in that like, hey, we're gonna do something, personnel, whatever. It's gonna look different. I agree, and I'm really excited to see how he uses certain people in this offense. Now, I know we haven't drafted anybody. We haven't drafted um, a guy who maybe like a Jerry Judy. Um, I saw some people mocking us getting a tight end in the first round, which, by the way, man, we missed out on the tight end drafts, I think, man. I think this year is a pretty— Oh, really? I know. If anybody had said anything about that, maybe— I think, Yes, we did. Absolutely, yeah. man. I, I think, like, Mark Andrews, who went in, like, what, the third round two years ago, would would be a first-round tight end this year. They got the guy from Notre Dame who's caught, what, nine balls in three years going to us at 20? Well, I think he had a really good game in the, in the bowl game. One game. Yeah, great. Yeah. Good for you, dude. I mean, no. Do not take that guy. If we don't go get Austin Hooper from the Falcons Everybody and free agency. Hooper, though. Everybody. I mean, he's okay. literally the gold I don't care. Liner. Overpay for him however much you have to. I think everyone's going to go into that. I think, I think basically everyone's going to offer him the max. Okay. And then he's going to pick the best offense, and he's not going to pick Jacksonville, unfortunately. It's close to Atlanta. It is close to Atlanta. I don't think he cares about that. I think he cares about the money and winning. Okay, well then offer him more. Who, what do you think about Thaddeus Moss? I mean, granted, I haven't watched barely any of him because I didn't even really know that he was a, a prospect until kind of recently. So I don't know much about Thaddeus and if he is a good player or not. But some people have us mocked drafting him. I didn't even know that he was a prospect until – Seven seconds ago when you mentioned that. It's Randy Moss's kid. And he plays tight end? Plays tight end at LSU. And he's, he's been okay. He was at the game. but yeah, I, no, dude, yeah, he's, but he's been pretty good. If I he mean, didn't stand out in that offense, I mean, like, I could name. That's a good point. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm a not a fan. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want somebody who's going to take four years to become a good tight end. He's got pedigree, though. <sighs> Something to be said for pedigree. Yeah. Basically, his base philosophy for Jay Gruden is to get everyone involved. That's what I really like about Jay Green. So let me ask you, who is a player that you think will improve? Who will be the most improved player on the offense due to Jay Gruden? D.D. Westbrook. Okay. Without a question. Partly because, I mean, you get a neck injury like he had. I mean, that was downplayed. He's a tough dude. He, obviously, he's smaller, but he plays through. He takes big hits. He keeps going. I think he was playing hurt for the majority of the season. He's going to come in next year healthy, and that's the type of player that a Jay Gruden can get involved in in different ways. Like, you know, maybe not just down the sideline every single time and get hit. He's going to come up with something for him. Maybe like an end around or yeah, a whatever, jet sweep. Anything else besides just down the sideline. Maybe he can back him up like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, sprint t- toward the line of scrimmage. So you're going full speed when the ball's thrown? Snap it, and yeah, the crazy receiver's town. just running down the field. Crazy town. My yeah. second... Thing on that I would say would be Gardner Minshew, man. It looked like we had, I mean, he ran the ball a lot because he's running for his life, but there wasn't like design run plays for Gardner Minshew. I think Jay Gruden will have some actual packages where it's like, hey, we know what this guy's got. We've got the defense on their heels because we're actually doing things they don't know we're going to do. It's not the same stuff over and over again. We're going to run Gardner 20 yards up the middle or whatever, man. I mean, I, I think that will be the second player. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I think a player that 
will definitely improve is Leonard Fournette. I don't know the future of him on this roster. I don't know if he's a guy that will be here very long, but I think the running back position will see an increase because I think he'll be, the running back will, will be used in a different way. Look, this year was the first year that Leonard Fournette was in a quote-unquote passing offense. Yeah, but it was like dump off. Like, same thing you just said. Like, get that guy moving and yeah. get him the ball, and he's going to blow people away. I mean, I, we saw keep going. One, we Sorry. saw one of Fournette's best seasons as a receiver. I mean, we did, actually. We saw Dude, his how best. Was, like 70 balls? Yeah, as a receiver, and I think that's actually going to increase next year. And I think Fournette can tailor his game to be a good receiving back. I think he's proven that. Absolutely. So let's get him involved in here. Gruda has shown that he can like keep defenses off balance with with play calling. John D. Filippo, that was his biggest weakness, is he was unable to balance the pass game and the run game. He got super heavy into one or the other, any game you choose. And I think Jay Gruden will kind of bring that football expertise to to changing the game a little bit and being a little more dynamic in his play calling. Yeah, and I think Flippo is kind of like an Andy Reid on a much smaller scale because Andy Reid's obviously way better than him. But like, <laughs> as soon as like you, you've got your game plan, you've got your practices, like you 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 coach the guys up. But as soon as that whistle blows, it's like you lose yourself a little bit. And I think Flippo is that guy to the T. He just lost himself in games and made bad decisions. I agree. Um, so that'll be good. And I think another unit in in player that I think will improve is I I have a weird feeling. That Cam Robinson is going to have a comeback year next year. You talk about an ACL, it takes a year. I, I have a feeling. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, yeah. the freak, it yeah. takes a year. And his rookie year was good, man. Like, yeah. he played well. I like that call. That's I, that. That's kind of like a bold take, yeah, like not on the fence. Like, And I've kind of been like toward the end of like when you were thinking offseason, people were like, oh, draft a left tackle, move Cam Robinson inside at guard. Look, here's the issue. If – Norwell is a better guard than Cam Robinson. I think way like, better. Look, if, if he's a liability at left tackle, moving him inside one spot isn't going to fix the issue. No, he's now going to be a liability on the interior of the offensive line. Agreed. Where these big boys can can't come in and really hurt your quarterback, overpower him. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I look. I say give him another year out at tackle. You, can, I mean, I think you still have Norwell on another year of his deal. Yeah, that's like, the thing, I man. Know everybody needs to get over the fact that we're. Like revamping the offensive line, Look, it's I not happening. I don't think it makes any sense this no, year. There's too many other needs. Yeah, I mean, you. I think you maybe bring in some depth, bring in a guy that can maybe compete at right guard, maybe at left guard. I'm all for that. But look, Dude, John I mean, Taylor had a great rookie season too, man. I mean, yeah, he's going to be a good player. Linder overpaid but solid. Norwell overpaid but solid. I don't think you're doing much there at all. Yeah, and, and I'm not really – I mean, Andrew Thomas, that's the only guy that you could convince me, okay, let's take this left tackle. He's going to be our franchise left tackle. And even that, we – Okay, again, for like the non – I watch everything about football people, Andrew Thomas is from where and – Andrew Thomas is the pro, the top offensive lineman prospect. He's a left tackle out of Georgia. And he's actually considered to be a very good offensive lineman. Now, you know me. I have my hesitations about drafting offensive linemen early but because... Is, he's also mocked like the Giants. like or That's like, what I'm saying. He's he's mocked pretty early because yeah. he is the top tackle projected. And I think there's a sharp drop-off at tackles. I mean, there's a... I think uh, like Worf or whatever his name is is the next one. And, and there's some, you know, some good players out there. But 
the end of the day, offensive I, lineman, like I don't I don't want a young offensive lineman. No. Like I just don't. Like I want I want a veteran offensive lineman that knows what they're doing and bring them in and and plug them in there. Again, I don't think we're using our top three picks on offensive lineman. I think you could see I think you could see a second round pick on an offensive lineman. Okay. Well, first two then. No, I don't think so either. Good. I think you have to improve the skill position on offense and you have to improve your defense. I will say pick. one thing since we've gone draft. We did go draft. If real we quick. take CJ Henderson at all, I might lose my mind. Okay, so in a good way or a bad way? And CJ Henderson's a DB from no, Florida, no, no. right? Yeah, DB from yeah. Florida in yeah. a bad way. Like, okay. do not draft him. He's been mocked to us. He's gone. He's like a top fifteen guy to a top fifty guy. Dude's soft. Barely any interceptions in college. Way overrated. And I watch a lot of Gators football this year. Yeah, it's. You, I'm surprised to hear you talk about a Gator like this. I, I'm a Gator fan. I love the Gators. Do not take that guy, man. <laughs> How that about, will be a huge mistake. How about LaMichael P. Ryan? If you could get him in like the fourth round? Probably could. Yeah. I have no problem with that. I, P. Ryan I, runs hard, but he's a one-dimensional player. I'm actually a big fan of LaMichael P. Ryan's. Um, also, fun fact, he is cousins, first cousins with Miles Jack. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. So they can make so, candles together. That would be like, hey, we're going to go chill and make candles. call it Cousins Candles. Cousins Candles. And, now, uh, I think P. Ryan is, is a solid player. Might be a good compliment to Fournette. Give yeah. him a little spell here and there. I have no problem with that. So let's just bring it back to Jags because I want to use the next segment to kind of talk about Super Bowl, draft, you know, other shenanigans like that. What are your thoughts on the because controversial? Obviously, people are not happy. What are your thoughts on the Jags keeping Todd Wash as defensive coordinator? Not a fan, man. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. But none of their decisions have made any sense as far as being better this year. I mean, Khan's a good businessman, and his whole thing—I I don't think he's like—it's not about this year. I think this is like maintenance. See what we can do, and then. Maybe get Trevor Lawrence if the quarterback situation doesn't work out. I don't know. Wash being on the staff right now still is baffling to me. I think you kind of hit it dead on. Like This is like a lame duck year. You got an offensive coordinator who is out of nowhere. You have a head coach who's on his last leg. You have a defense coordinator who's overextended his welcome. You have guys in the last year of their contracts everywhere on the team. Your G- and you have two quarterbacks that you don't know what you got. Two quarterbacks, one of whom you're paying a lot of money to and really is in reality in the last year of their guaranteed deal this year. And you have a GM who's overstayed his welcome. So you have the perfect storm for an entire cleaning of the house, drafting of a quarterback next year. You do, and because if you did it this year, who'd want to come in to that situation? And Absolutely nobody yeah, that was honestly, any good. Honestly, in my opinion, there's not a coach or a quarterback I would want with the position that we're in this no, year. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so I, I think it's a good decision by Khan. Yeah. It's a smart, forward-thinking move to keep this kind of unit intact, bring in an offensive coordinator who has really nothing to lose being here, similar to John D. Filippo. Is it... Two years too late with the staff, probably. But at this point, you have nothing to gain by cutting bait with everybody. Or you're going to find yourself in another Mike Malarkey situation where you bring in a whole new staff for one year. Yeah, which and is pointless. And that pointless. doesn't work That ever. just sets your franchise back more than it does yeah. help you. And so. honestly, I think Marone deserves a shot 
one more shot with him making, which pretty much seems like it's going to be the majority of the calls at this point. Does that seem like it to you from what you've heard, the tone you've seen? Like, it seems like he's going to be involved in pretty much everything. Yeah, but it's weird because when I look throughout history at these lame duck quarterback, or I'm sorry, these lame duck coaching situations, the last year of these head coaches' like operations, you expect them to do that, to kind of take control. Yeah. But we, I've noticed more, and maybe anecdotally, because I don't have a bunch of evidence, but it seems like quarterbacks, coaches in their last year, always like kind of defer to like a high profile offensive coordinator to run their offense. Well, but he made the call on Gruden. I That's mean, what I'm saying. I think, I think he actually is like, you know what? I'm just turning it over to Gruden. If we can't do it with Jay Gruden, then it probably will never work here in Jacksonville. So Jay Gruden comes in, somewhat fixes the offense and is our head coach in 2021. That's funny. Cause that's uh, we had Mike on the podcast earlier in the week and he said that Jay Gruden took the job because he expects to be interim head coach by week six, which great, man. I, <laughs> I love, I love a guy who lost his job comes into a situation like ours, knows he can like fix things in his head, is going to do like work his butt off to do that because he thinks he can get the head coaching job next year. Like fantastic. You know who that sounds like? Sounds like Doug Marone coming in yeah. and uh, Gus Bradley. And we almost went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we put Marone in as the interim head coach and he became the head coach yeah. and so will history repeat itself? That's a good question. We can only hope. Um as far as the Todd Wash thing, just to kind of end this segment with Todd Wash, um, again, I'm okay with keeping everyone for one more year. Look, we're not making the Super Bowl next year. But the thing about it, he's not going to switch to a 3-4. I've heard they're looking into it. And in, their, in the but press he, conference. But he doesn't know how to coach that, though. Yeah, but I think they have Dom Capers in the building, and I think he's a Is he still there? He I haven't heard that he's to, like, Charlotte or anything like that? I haven't that, heard that he's fired. But, I, I mean, look, if you want to, I mean, these guys are smart. They can run a 3-4 if they want. Do they forget that Dom was, like, in his office up there? Like, <laughs> like oh, crap, that guy's still there? Yeah, it was just like, he was uh, he was just collecting the paycheck, so. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think. Look, I think Todd. Well, I think every defensive coordinator is a product of who they have on the field, and in reality, all of these guys on the next level are good coaches. The biggest differentiation between coaches at the pro level is who can make the best adjustments at halftime, and I don't think Wash has done a terrible job with that. I know people hate him, but look, I mean. Wash after the 2017 season was one of the most highly sought after defensive minds in the league. And now two years later, Jaguar coach Jaguar fans look at him as a, a joke. Well, look at Hackett. I mean, we kicked him to the curb and I think he's, he's coaching a big game, isn't he? Yeah. Hackett's doing good. I mean, Jed fish. I just saw, I forgot signed on somewhere as an office coordinator. I mean, look, people don't want to blame Jimmy's and Joe's the last thing they want to blame, but probably should be the first unfortunately which leads yeah. us to dave caldwell but that's probably a topic for after the break i agree so we're gonna take a quick break here we're just gonna get a quick word from the sponsors uh, we appreciate everything that they do for us make sure to support them but i want to hear joey's take on the gm situation and donovan darius situation oh we haven't really hit would on love to talk about yet. both of those um and also i want to hear about your thoughts on the pro bowl this year and, uh, yeah, you're gonna get if you not watch, a lot out of me on that, but I'll be happy Jack to talk on that too. Okay, so good segue. Uh, sit tight. Um, we're gonna take a quick little break on the YouTube video and uh, a short little break on the podcast. So sounds good. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. 
episode 104. 104. That's a lot. That is a lot. And like we have an inventory um, with our with our podcast hosting service where it like inventories every episode we've published. And it's closer to like 122. Yeah, and you could literally like sit down and it would take like talk about like Netflix like just running through a show. Like it would take a while. Binge listening another Jags podcast. If anybody does that and like posts, like we'll come up with a special present. We will. But we're gonna ask random questions like episode twelve, episode like right. ninety. Yeah. Right. Like who did gotta, Jason gotta... predict to be a better free agent quarterback acquisition Ryan Tannehill or Nick Foles like was it Jason or Joey that said that DC and Marone were going to be back this year I mean stuff like that yeah stuff like that so make sure to get in there and uh, get all that stuff um, going if you haven't yet followed us on Twitter and Instagram we're at another Jags pod show us some love get on there we're also on YouTube Joey and myself we put ourselves out there yeah for the world to see we do you know, sometimes we feel vulnerable. Me more than Jason. There's more me to put out, but you know. <laughs> sometimes we feel a little insecure. Yeah. But we're out there for you guys to see on YouTube. Just search another Jags pod. You can watch all of our episodes, including our live draft episode at Engine 15, which I confirmed we will be doing again this year. What? Live draft at Engine 15. So, Make sure if that's news to me because yeah, that was an absolute blast. If you're a listener not from Jacksonville, I'm sorry you're not going to be able to attend. If no. you are from Jacksonville, there's a nice little brewery in Jack's Beach called Engine 15. Yeah, good um, food, good beers, good atmosphere. They support the firefighters. It's it's great stuff. Actually, I think they donated everything from that last one or a percentage right to the firefighters. I think we tried and they couldn't because they were maxed out on donations. Well, we got a free beer tab though. We did. We Which, did. Which There's something to be said about that. <laughs> and we support the firefighters. We do. So vis-a-vis. Same thing. They did. All right. Um, but one, hand, one hand to the next. <laughs> we are going to be doing our live episode. So either give us a good question for that or just come up. Because if you remember, we just let everyone. Which was awesome. We let everyone who was up there that were fans. We probably had 10 different people. Yeah, they just we came We have on. a mic set up for, yeah. for them. An open mic set up. You just sit down and tell us how you feel about the Jags. Which is your chance to be famous. It's your chance to get on the, a podcast. It's your chance to hang out with Joey and me. And let's face it, Joey and me don't have a lot of friends. No, so if we you, don't. Like, we will be eternally. I'm excited because this is like one of my three events for this year. So you, you got to come. You got to support. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. I mean, the show is all about the fans. Um, so we got to give it back Yeah, to in all seriousness, that was an absolute amazing event. It was. Everybody that came and got on the air, it was super fun. Just going back and forth, talking to everybody, meeting people that, you know, had put in Twitter questions. And I didn't know that was happening again until right now, so I'm pretty excited. Well, speaking of an amazing event, <laughs> the Pro Bowl happened. Is that last your week. segue to that <laughs> pile of steaming garbage? The Pro right. Bowl happened. And look, listen, normally I would be anti Pro Bowl. I'm not anti or for. I mean, honestly, the, re- I, the reason I say that is like literally I'm in the backyard throwing the football with my seven year old, and I get a tweet, or I'm sorry, a text saying, like, hey, is anybody watching the Pro Bowl? And I was like, I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> And the response back was, did you not know that it was on or did you not care? And then I had to yeah. think about it. It's always the week before the Super Bowl. And I honestly cannot remember ever watching the Pro Bowl. I mean, maybe like the skills challenges like back in the day were like way cooler. That. that was really cool back in the day when they, they really amped that up. Kind of like the NBA, NBA All-Star game, with like the three point and the slam dunk. But dude, I've never cared about the Pro Bowl. 
I um, am a bigger NFL fan than NBA fan. However, I watch the NBA All-Star game every year. I'm the exact same way. And I haven't watched the Pro Bowl like you in years. And I I have a vague recollection of the last time that I watched the Pro Bowl. And it was either Donovan Darius or Michael Vick. And I don't want to sound racist because I can't remember which one it was. It was a number of years ago. And and what they had their hat turned backwards. Why would that be racist? They're both black. That's what I'm saying. I can't remember, and I don't want it to come across as like, I can't remember which one it is. But it might have been both, and that's why I'm trying to think. And they had their hat turned backwards, and they were doing the skills competition, mm-hmm. and they were throwing the ball into like those little like nets. Yeah, which is and super cool. I They both just like... Sucked. Ball, no, balled oh, out. Oh, was awesome. All yeah, right, they both right. balled out. And people were always hating on Vic about his accuracy and things like that, and it was like, okay, well, literally... Dude's accurate. Yeah, and um, but that's the last recollection I have of it. However, this Pro Bowl this year, I is, heard, is I heard a little good bit things. different because it kind of. And this is my question to you, Joey: Does the Pro Bowl this year give Jaguars fans hope for the future? I don't think it does, man. Because they're, it's like the NBA All Star Game, and I heard this year was like a lot that way in that the players were actually excited. Like they were running hard. They were playing, but there's no defense whatsoever. So yeah, Chark got a 60 yard touchdown catch, but you know what? Nobody tried to tackle him. So no, it doesn't give me any hope. And there were alternates anyway, man. How about Josh Allen getting a blocked point after alternate? How about Clayus Campbell getting, he wasn't an alternate. No, he wasn't. How about Clayus getting a sack that led to a fumble? It means nothing, dude. It means absolutely nothing. Now, typically, I would agree with you. So this better be a good point because okay. I want to hear this. And and I just crossed my leg and sat back because you That's know how I know about, it's going to be a good I'm point about to take Joey to the woodshed. <laughs> no, typically I would agree with you, but when you're a team that's as starved for star talent as the Jaguars, and you see Clay's Campbell, look, we all love Clay's Campbell. He probably will be one of the greatest Jaguars of all time. Yeah, I hope he stays. He's, is, is he is he a, is he a top three Jaguar for you right now? Yeah, me too. And I'm putting him to the side. But Chark having a bomb fly touchdown, which is what he does here in Jacksonville. True. And Josh Allen just totally, look, a blocked a blocked uh, extra point isn't something that, like, big, strong people do. Unless you get up right up the middle and get your big old paws up. Coming from the edge is something that skill players do. I'm sorry, I fell asleep there for a second because you were talking about the Pro Bowl. You're right. I mean, okay, okay I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Not, no, not no, to no, crush honestly, it like that, but right. what you're it right. is is that, first of all, neither one of them would have even been there if the actual guys <laughs> that made the Pro Bowl showed up. It's all about what you do on the field. And you know what? I think Josh Allen had a Pro Bowl season. So good for him for being there. Chark showed out this year. But you know what? You have to do that multiple years to get a name, especially in a small market, that we're actually going to be a Pro Bowl candidate. This is one of the few times that when you called me out on the topic of which I was speaking, I took a moment and retrospectively looked and was like, you're right. Oh, wow. I sound like an idiot I'm gonna trying to convince you that the Pro Bowl means something. But you know what? You know what I heard today? That everybody's talking about the same thing for the most part, that the Pro Bowl ratings were similar to an NBA playoff game. So it's not going away if they're getting that kind of ratings, which I mean, those aren't fantastic. You're not talking about like Super Bowl or probably like the Grammys last night. But dude, there's enough people watching that care. <sighs> dude, I just, I don't. But to be fair to, I mean, to speak to the ratings, it also happened simultaneously to the Kobe Bryant news breaking. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that affects it one way or another. Um, that's super unfortunate. I mean, we talked uh, usually yeah, bef- usually before the show, Joey and me, we'll just kind of talk about our lives. Yeah. And usually Jags come up. Today, I mean, we pretty much spent most of our time about Kobe Bryant. Pretty much, man. And the impact that he had on our lives. And I would be remiss not to just say that we are praying for his family. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, a dad like that, two uh, kids and a wife yeah. left. I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of prayer. I make that known, and uh, I mean, I was, you know, I couldn't stop, literally thinking about um, Kobe Bryant, the impact that he had, the impact he had on the sport, the impact he was having on women's basketball. Uh, man, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know if there's ever been because I was not a Kobe fan. Like, I was anti Kobe because I rooted for the Celtics, and for somebody that. I wasn't a fan of when it, the news hit, like, and even to right now, it like, I'm like sad and I don't even know the guy and I didn't root for the guy. So, I mean, it's kind of weird, man. It's, he was one of those guys that he had God given talent, but he also had a work ethic that was just unheard of. So they don't come along very often. And another thing that we had kind of talked about earlier is like the, like the second half of Kobe's life, like or or the next chapter of Kobe's life after basketball, he was killing it. He was. I mean, he had a Grammy nominated basketball short. He WNBA was, like he was proponent. leading the way for WNBA basketball. Coach, the, coaching his daughter. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was killing it. I mean, he was a global ambassador to like basketball and soccer. Like, yeah, I forgot about the soccer yeah, aspect. I mean, he he really was. I mean, it's. And then you look at the people that. I mean, when I go. The reaction people have, I know there'll be people that are sad, but like, there hopefully. were, hopefully, hopefully at that point <laughs> still, I mean, if it happened today, but I mean, the people that are like Dwayne Wade crying when he's talking about him and you know, the, the sports writer in LA that had written the entire career that Kobe was there. I mean, like literally like the dude is, is not going to be okay for a long time. I mean, if you have that kind of impact on the people around you, you're obviously something special. I mean, if you just take a moment to think about all of the moments that we're going to miss out on because Kobe's gone, it's it's sobering. And um, it's been said by a lot of people, and it gets said in moments like these a lot, but I can't stress enough. If there's people in your life that you haven't reached out to in a while, just get over whatever troubled waters over there, build that bridge, and, and reach out to the people that, that you love. You know, it's... Yeah, you know that's and that's all I can say. You know, I like to give life lessons. So on the podcast, I mean, honestly though, I mean, you know, you literally do not know what's going to happen the next minute, and that's a prime example. I mean, the guy was crushing life at the peak of everything and gone. Yeah. So all that to say, ratings of the Pro Bowl hard to tell, um, hard to know what's going on. Um, I think it's also like a golf tournament that was pretty interesting going on at the same time. It is a good segue, though, into another kind of sad thing locally with uh, Double D. Yeah, I'm glad you that's, that's a good transition to Donovan Darius. The news came out. Donovan Darius was pulled over, uh, cited with possession of um, illegal narcotics or narcotics, and in an attempt to, to hide them, he like ingested a bunch of pills. Well, I, I heard kind of a, a different take on it. I literally only heard the radio quick blip so you yeah. should tell us and what that, that really was kind of like the overhead side of it and again i mean i guess we're gonna get deep as heck tonight which is fine uh, episode you, 104 you, I mean, you really we do that every every episode 104 pretty much if you listen this long into the episode <laughs> you get deep stuff 
I mean, it's another one of those things like you literally do not know what is going on with somebody else ever. I mean, you look at the Facebook stuff, you look at how they present themselves to others, but you don't know what demons somebody's dealing with. I mean, the guy was a motivational speaker. That's what he did at this point. He, you know, workout guy, trainer, just that's what he did. And, you know, apparently he had taken some pills, drank a little bit, got in a wreck and then took a lot of pills. Like, wasn't he trying to hide them from the... the I think it was more of like, this is a horrible situation that I'm in. I don't know how to deal with it. And, you know, just... That, that's kind of the take I got on it. I mean, obviously nobody knows, but but Darius. And I've actually met him once. He's one of the few Jags I have met. And the dude was just charismatic, big smile, just like took time. Like, he was awesome. So, I mean, it's hard to judge somebody like that because people have been there. People will be there, but... Not a good situation. I just hope he gets whatever help he needs, man. Yeah, it's it, I, I, people are so quick to like label athletes that are going through post career issues as like CTE. Like it's like it's like the first thing nowadays because there's such a hyper focus on the issue by the NFL and fans and doctors, whatever else that we want to be like, man, is this guy okay? But so, so naturally I'm like hesitant. I'm like, people struggle in life. People go through crap and they struggle. And I think CT is an accelerant to that is the thing. I was going to say there's like, I'm, I'm the first person to like, be like, no, but if there's a guy or two that I'm going to associate with like head to head, hit hard as bad. It's Donovan Darius. It it is. And I hate saying that because like you said, I don't judge people, but man, that dude stroked some folks on the field. Yeah. Look at head first. You can't even play like that anymore. No, Donovan Darius would not have survived in the league nowadays. I mean, he would have injured people left and right. Social media would have like killed him about injuring people. And you look at like the Aaron Hernandez story. Like, I don't think CTE makes you a killer. I do think that if you're predisposed to certain things and CTE affects that part of your brain, it's going to make it worse. You know? So, I mean, Darius probably had some stuff going on and that's not, it's not helping things. Yeah, I agree. Um, Man, like you said, hope he gets the help he needs. I do, because he's been a great Jaguar, a great Jacksonville guy. Like Stay in the community. Yeah. That's what you like to see. Yeah, you really do. So we're praying for you, Darius, as well. I mean, there you go. we got two people to pray for, yeah. throwing it out there, family of Kobe and Darius. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we like to uh, really be more than just a basic podcast around here. And the sad part is the most depressing thing out of the three things we talked about was the Pro Bowl. I was going to say it was John D. Flippo. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this podcast right here. Um, Wait, no Twitter questions for the first time ever? Nope. No Twitter questions. Honestly, that's that's on me. Um, I forgot to even put it, uh, put it out there. That's on J- me. Jason's been busy. Yeah. That's okay. Been busy. Busy time at my work, but... Honestly, everyone's busy. So for me to be like, I'm more busy than you. Yeah, well, you've been, be you've been like 99.9% consistent with that. So we'll, we'll give you a pass. Yeah. Okay. But um, we're going to end this here. But hey, I think me and Joey are going to put out an episode later this week talking about like the GM situation. And we're going to call it episode 105 GM situation. Thoughts on that? Or 104.5. That will be like a full a episode. Station. Full episode. That sounds like that sounds the like, rock. That sounds like we're a, that sounds like we're playing classic rock music. I mean, trust me, I can I can like complain about the this is another jags podcast 104.5 <laughs> make sure to send us your requests and tune in we're gonna edit that after out after the break <laughs> that's definitely getting edited heck yes. no i don't edit Later anything this week, on these podcasts we're gonna spend two hours talking about dc all on his own yeah let's just do it we're gonna do a little short one we'll put it out later this week um thank you guys so much for listening uh make sure to follow us 
on all our social medias. Make sure to subscribe on everything. Um, your support really does mean a lot to Joey and me. It, it does, really man. Does. It's, um, it's, it is the reason we do it. It is. Um, we enjoy it, but we love um, the fan interaction because we got into this business because we thought there was a lack of fan interaction. Yeah, for sure. And now here we are doing this 104 episodes because of it. So It's literally insane. It's humbling. It really is. It's awesome. We're going to take a quick, uh, quick pin in, um, in, in, in our weekly episodes. So stay tuned in a couple days. We're going to put another one out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, good Jags. Woo! <laughs>